Hey guys, welcome to Americana, the American Way channel on Anchor.fm, all your podcasting platforms, on YouTube, Rumble, and da da dee da 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 on Parlor. Yeah, I think all my social media outlets cheer. On Parlor at the real big John all one word and on Twitter at the real underscore big John. So got a little little lax and Christmas Christmassy music going here in the background. I'm gonna turn back a little bit. Uh make sure I'm as loud and clear as possible to you guys. Maybe if uh, my crap computer will, uh, there you go, you piece of junk. It's just playing a tad now. So I got all up, woke up late, later than I wanted to. That was all right. Uh, last night, uh, went out, got my... My little snacks, my little knacks, got my cigar, got ready to uh, watch Donald Trump. Man, I, I woke up about quarter past 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, the reason that's important is because it ticked me off. At first, I wanted to wake up at 9 o'clock, wanted to run to the store, get some cereal and milk. sit back and have a good old day. And I did have a good old day. Yeah, but I was tired as heck today, and I don't know why. And uh, so I'm waiting, and I'm waiting. Trump was supposed to speak today at 11 a.m. Uh, he was an hour late. There's nothing I hate more than a late person. And, you know, I've been to so many of these political rallies, and everybody's always late. Now, the uh, people that organized the March to Save America did a good job. Uh, for the first couple hours, uh, I guess it started around 9 a.m., and uh, I think when I tuned on, uh, Don Trump Jr. was on there. And then they had several, uh, not really several, two or three other speakers. Rudy Giuliani was on there. All this blah, blah, woof, woof. It was pretty nice. Uh, and then freaking, we, we listened to like the same five or ten songs for the next hour while we were waiting for Trump to show up. And then finally the motorcade showed up like quarter to twelve. I'm like, all right, all right, all right. Cool. And then it took like another 15 or 20 minutes for him to get out of the, the limo. And it's like, come on, dude. You were supposed to be on stage at 11. You know, quit putzing around on Twitter and get your butt to, on time. So for whatever reason, he started an hour late. So that, that made it about 12 o'clock. And he spoke for 
I say he probably spoke from 12.15 to like 1.05. And that really started to bug me because it's like, I know the dude's got to have a watch on. And he's like, first of all, twice during the speech, he badmouthed Mike Pence. Said, you know, I hope Mike Pence does the right thing. Uh, I've heard, I've heard some bad things. Heard some bad things. And I'm like, dude, all right. So he gets into his speech. Uh, one of the more humorous, humorous things. Woo! I noticed was uh, the song that he came out to was "Macho Man," but. Uh, originally done by, uh, what was it, the Bee Gees? I don't know if it's their version or if it's a cover version, a, a remake, but it, it was a decent speech, and I don't see where it instigated what took place later, about, like, a half an hour after the speech ended. In fact, I don't even know that there was enough time between the speech and the storming of the Capitol building for the speech to have uh, caused the storm of the Capitol. Now, multiple times leading up to this, Trump said it was going to be a wild day in D.C. He also told his people to be peaceful. And in his speech, he said, we're going to march down to the Capitol and I'm going to go with you and we're going to go peacefully. He said it he said peaceful protest a couple times during the speech. So to say that the speech he gave incited people, I don't know. I don't think that it did. Um, the lead up that the media, including Fox News, F-A-U-X, Fox, is putting on Trump and the rest of the media, other Republicans and so on and so forth, uh, you know, saying that his rhetoric over over four years caused this, that his promises to his uh, followers or Trumpers or Trumpisms, that that is what caused all this. I do not believe that, uh, not for one second, not when for 20 years going back to George W. Bush and before that even, you know, there's always been a cute nickname, a disrespectful term, if you will, for uh, conservatives, uh, you know, Republicans, you know, right-wing, right-winger, religious right. Uh, some have even said religious zealots. Tea partiers, tea baggers, tea leaves. Uh, what am I leaving out? Uh, of course, we're always homophobic, xylophonic, uh, zeldophobic. Uh, sexist, racist, Naziist, uh, you name it, we're, you know, we're it. Now, 
let's dissect Trump's speech a little bit, because I got a wee bit ahead of myself, but I kind of had to. You know, I got to take a pause here and uh, do a, a soft reset of this. Pardon me a minute. Okay. Back rolling on the podcast. Alright, welcome, welcome back. Even though you barely saw a break. Man, the D.C. police were putting the smacketh down. Uh, now that, you know, more uh, video has come out of this uh, confrontation. And uh, earlier I heard um, that, oh my gosh, my mother's going to text me off the frickin' hook now. Um, so, yeah, I heard that there were, you know, like thousands of Trump supporters. There were about, okay, so in the city of D.C., there were, it looked like a couple hundred thousand at least, uh, people there. They were lined up from. Uh, in front of the White House, down to the Washington Monument, and so on. But the media, at first, made it sound like all 200,000 were crashing into the Capitol building. That's not what happened. Somebody uh, who was talking to them on the phone, I don't know, maybe 30, 40 minutes, an hour after the siege began, said, oh, about a dozen people got into, you know, the, the, the house chamber uh, or got into the rotunda and then uh, a lot were escorted out by the police. Another one said there were, you know, about a hundred people got into the building. Now, out of the, man, it looks like there's almost a million people there. Uh, from some of these aerial photographs I'm seeing now, that's not that bad. If a hundred people got in, uh, that's obviously not the majority of Trump supporters. Um, and then others, you know, climbed up their scaffolding outside the building. Their scaffolding that they had set up uh, in preparation of the inauguration. And some people climbed up on that. Some people were just up on the, uh, the walkway that goes around the building and on the steps. Um, And that's not bad. Being outside the Capitol building on those steps, that's no big deal. Those people were not causing a problem. Uh, Now, sadly, uh, before I gloss over, there was a 16-year-old girl uh, who was shot by the Capitol police and killed. Uh, don't know why, 
don't know. Uh, because she was a Trump supporter, um, no one's going to care. There won't be any riots for her, and there, there probably shouldn't be. But, uh, yeah, some of these ignoramuses were trashing things in the Capitol building, uh, whatnot. Let's get uh, a little bit more. They're comparing this. Now they're they're showing images <clears throat> of the Antifa Black Lives Matter riots of the summer and of cities burning. And uh, yeah, if you call this a riot, uh, what do you call what happened over the summer? World War Three. Uh, so Trump's speech, he starts with. Uh, thanking his supporters, talked about the rigged election and the runoff uh, in the Georgia se uh, Senate race, said that was rigged also, and I don't think it was rigged, I think this is what happened in Georgia. Because I had a long talk with a friend last night. We're all convinced. You'll never unconvince me. Until my God or Jesus tell me that. The 2020 presidential election was not rigged. Okay. That race was rigged. What happened last night in Georgia. It is rather elementary, dear Watson. It, it happened that the Trump base, the, the strong R's, uh, R1's, as sometimes we call them, the people that vote Republican no matter what, they may have turned out, but the R2's and the R3's that take some coaxing, uh, those R3s are like your Trump supporters. Your, your people that are like, I wouldn't vote for anyone but Trump. And they saw, those R2s and R3s, saw that Trump got hosed. And they saw that the establishment GOP did nada, zip, zilch, nil to help him. I gotta get through this podcast and recording because I got there's some good grudge matches on wrestling tonight. Uh, they saw that nothing, nobody helped him. Mitch McConnell said, "Up yours." Uh, in fact, Mitch McConnell could have won the election for Trump if he would have just shut up, got his old butt in gear. And passed that stimulus bill. Trump would have gotten 90 million votes. But it, it are what it are. Right? I am what I am. And I am... Yeah, whatever. Uh, so then... Trump in his speech. He goes out to lay out... Uh, the evidence the of the stolen election... Uh, you know, he brings up, uh, there's a lot of evidence out there, guys. 
I mean, from there have been people that did uh, uh, cold calls, telephone calls of uh, people who voted uh, by mail in Georgia. And a lot of them said, well, yeah, I voted in Georgia, but I moved to another state and I voted there too. That's two felonies for one thing. And also those votes don't count in either place. Now, Chicky Checker the Rim and Rhyme Wrecker. Dropping bombs from here to Mecca. Also, you've had a, a significant number of uh, deceased people vote. Pennsylvania, you had uh, supposedly more votes cast than voters. Uh, I think nationally we may have had more votes cast than voters, but... There were last-minute registrations, so we'll, we'll we'll see. But uh, you know, he laid all that out. Uh, he said Mike Pence had the chance to save it. Uh, he said that several times. He has that Mike Pence can send this back to the states, and states want to recertify. There are several states that have seen the evidence of improprieties, discrepancies, and fraud, and the state legislatures want to certify the election to Trump. In fact, last I checked, seven states had sent dueling electors to Washington. So, uh, he pointed out the... Uh, Oh, he kept pointing out that the crowd stretched back to the Washington Monument. And I already said that. Uh, he said, they say it will never happen again. Uh, and we want to go, all he wants to do is go back eight weeks. He said, we want to go backwards eight weeks and have an audit with signatures audited, recounts, ballot matching, and the, the Dominion voting machines themselves audited to see if there were any more of these instances where uh, 6,000 votes that were supposed to go for Trump uh, accidentally switched to Biden because they've begun to find this in the state of Georgia as well. And he, he says that, you know, people always say, well, it'll never happen again. These mistakes will never happen again, but yet they continue to happen again and again and again. Uh, he told us, I wrote this down like an hour before this fight at Capitol Hill, the Capitol building broke out. He told his supporters to march peacefully to the Capitol. He said to them, he said to them go cheer on the Republicans. That's all he told them to do. He told them to be peaceful and cheer. Peaceful and cheerful. Cheer. Cheerleader. Happiness. Joy. Cheer. Cheer laundry detergent, for crying out loud. There's nothing bad about the word cheer. But the, the media is going to make it bad. Uh, he said... <laughs> He said, uh, he brought up Oprah. Oprah, Oprah used to be my, my friend, Oprah. I was on your, 
last show, well, and then he corrected himself, well, the last week, he said, I was Oprah's five outstanding people. She doesn't think I'm outstanding anymore, though. She won't call me. She doesn't like me. And that's something I've, I've talked about this whole time, uh, you know, for uh, whatever, three, four years, too long. All these people that are calling the cat racist, all these people are saying, oh, Trump's a terrible person. He's, he's mean. He's the, you know, the, the devil. All these people. They used to be his friends. Montel Williams. He used to like Montel's talk show. Uh, well, when he had, you know, women of ill refute on it anyway. And I was a teenage kid. Forgive me. Uh, I used to like his talk show. You know, Oprah, eh, never got her. Just never got her. Jesse Jackson, Al Sharpton. I used to love Trump when he was donating money and helping their charitables that they make money from. You know, Oprah used to, you know, like him. He was her top five most outstanding people. Anyways, talked about you know, how he brought the troops home. Uh, how we have made in the USA on labels again. He told his supporters he he was very happy and, and upbeat during this this thing, you know. Except the times that he talked about, you know, the steel and, and different things. But he told the crowd, "I love you guys," and they started chanting, "We love you, we love you." There was nothing violent or incendiary about this speech uh, at all uh, at all I watched it well, I watched it and I listened to it because anyways I was doing something for a pod, other podcast episode and uh, by the way on anchor.fm if you go to Americana the American Way podcast uh, you can hear the entire speech unedited I do interrupt a couple times because, the, like I said, he started talking or he kept talking at the start of the electoral counting process. And I was like, dude, you got to watch on. Shut up. You know, you should have been on time at noon like you were or 11 o'clock, not noon. So we go. Here we go. The first couple states were approved, no problem. Uh, Alaska and Alabama, OH. Uh, I say OH because oh, you're supposed to say IO in return to that because we're going to kick Alabama's butt for the national championship next Monday. Anyways, so Alabama and Alaska go fine. Uh, both votes for Trump. Arizona comes up, their votes are red. Mike Pence asks for objections. Uh, Steve Scalise of Louisiana objects. And he says, I have an objection in writing. Mike Pence says, is there a senator's signature on that objection? And Ted Cruz stands up and says, uh, my signature or something like that. So... Ted Cruz and Steve Scalise, uh, Republican Louisiana, objected to the uh, 
Arizona electors. Uh, Steve Scalise was given his uh, speech, and uh, Fox News, I think, was talking over him. Or no, I had the... Uh, anyways, I was doing something else. I was replaying the Trump speech. So he was talking about Article 2 of the Constitution. Uh, then I looked up and I saw Amy Klobuchar was giving the Democrat argument for this. I'm like, okay, they've got two hours to debate this. And then the TV screen switched to the Senate and Chuck Schumer was talking. I don't care what Chuck Schumer has to say. Uh, so I laid down to take a nap and then I wake up and uh, the TV's on and there are people standing on, on, on the front of the Capitol building and I'm like, what in the heck's going on here? And the uh, people on Fox News are freaking out. They're storming the Capitol. The Capitol drawers have been breached. There are people on the House floor. House and Senate members are scurrying for their lives. Oh, the humanity. Yeah. I heard the police beating the crap out of these people. It was nothing compared to the Antifa and Black Lives Matter riots. Trust me. Um, so, uh, some notations that I made, uh, started talking to a buddy of mine, uh, Rep Scalise came on TV about 5.14 PM. Uh, he's the one who made the objection to the electors. Uh, he was also shot when a radical left wing gunman under the Obama administration the gunman and Obama aren't related, but when Obama was president, uh, a, a radical left-wing gunman uh, took a shot or several shots at the uh, Republicans who were practicing for a softball game, and Scalise was one of the ones who got hit with a bullet. Uh, he said that he wants to return to session tonight so that the... Uh, the rioters don't win. And, and I think that's a, a good idea. That, that's really good. Our democracy, our, our country has to be uh, prepared. We have to move forward. Uh, you know, I was a little upset after 9-11 that so many things shut down the next day because that's what they wanted us to do, you know? And, you know, we'll get to more on these rioters ladder, but, uh, you know, that's what these people wanted to do was disrupt democracy. And I know there were some Republicans in there. I'll, I'll get to that. But they weren't all Republicans. Um, the rioters... Uh, I, my friend and I were talking. Some of them don't look like Trumpers. They have the Antifa uniform on. You know, the, the black bandana across the face. The black on black. The black beanie. I call them toboggans, but I guess they're called beanies by the cool kids. Um, and I'm sure that there were some right-wing radicals in there. Uh, you know, they tried to interview one veteran out on the street, and uh, he was an old codger, 
probably like 60s, 70s. Uh, had a long, straight, combed goatee, Trump cap on. And, you know, what do you think about people storming the House of Representatives? And, you know, whose house is it? That's the people's house. We should be allowed to run in there and go Katie bar the door. And the, the poor... Uh, the poor man on the street from Fox News like, okay, see you later. <laughs> and like turn, took the mic away and turned back to the camera. So there you have it. You know, the Trump people think that this is the people's house and they should be all allowed to tear the joint down. You know, <laughs> you know, I mean, our shadows are going to witness history today. Just didn't think it would be this. Um, Fox News, F-A-U-X, as compared this to, uh, the War of 1812, when the British stormed, uh, D.C., captured it and burned the Capitol building and, uh, the White House down, burned the entire city down, really, and there wasn't as much of D.C. back then as there is now, but, uh, burned the place down and that ain't what happened in fact these people are just getting beat up by the dc cops it's pretty cool <laughs> dude where were these cops when black lives matter and antifa were burning milwaukee or wherever george floyd died you know hey these cops are putting the smack down Ooh, and down goes fraser all right sorry <laughs> so but speaking of the cops, I mean, why weren't they ready? Why weren't they ready for this? I mean, it, it takes a long time to set up a, a shindig like this in D.C. And you have to have a lot of permits and whoop-de-doos and hootenannies. And uh, I think, you know, because Trump supporters are not known for violence. I mean, we're not. Uh, I'll, I'll bring that to this point. I've been sent messages from friends of mine that were there. I've been sent photographs uh, from people that were there. Uh, a lot of the people that were in Washington, D.C. today have been matched up photo-wise with photos of people that uh, are known Antifa members, uh, known Black Lives Matter members. And a friend of mine, she messaged me, that her and her husband were okay, uh, that they had, um, that the, she in her words, she said, the Patriots stormed the Capitol, but Antifa turned it into something ugly. So it, it was probably the Antifa people that were busting windows and stuff like that. All of the Trumpers I saw, for the most part, were following police orders. Except the ones I see on TV now getting the crap beat out of them. But those might have been Antifa. Uh, last night, a friend of mine who is a Navy SEAL and still has a lot of connections in the intelligence community uh, was on Facebook doing a video. And he was saying that Antifa is going to uh, dress up like Republicans, like Trump supporters with Trump hats and t-shirts and whatever and they're going to come up and talk to you they're going to want to get your address 
your phone number, find out where you live so that they can come to your house so they can harass you later on down the road uh, when, you know, the liberals get their uh, Trump enemies list. You know, the AOC said they were going to make a list of people who supported Trump and harass them, jail them, beat them. Oh, baby. Uh, and so uh, as the, the, the fighting grew on and people didn't disperse as quickly as the police had liked, uh, this is like around five this afternoon, Eastern time, uh, the police started using flash grenades which are just what they sound like. They're a grenade uh, that makes an extremely loud sound but doesn't fragment, it doesn't blow anything up. And it lets off a bright flash and it's made to scare people and to disorient people uh, and get them to disperse. A friend of mine, when I started posting my, uh, as if me condemning my own political allies wasn't enough for him, he said, well, you know, the, the police, they used tear gas on Antifa. Well, Antifa was burning down whole cities, not running around with flags, waving flags inside a building. Ooh, you know, and I messaged him back. Uh, they just reported on the news that the police have been using tear gas on the uh, uh, protesters, and he shut up. Because liberals can't admit when they're wrong. So, but the police were using uh, pepper spray, mace, actually, good police mace, and uh, tear gas, flash grenades, all that stuff. And then they were just outright beating some people up. Pretty cool. So, uh, but I mean, why weren't they ready? Um, uh, you know, it, they could could have been ready. I mean, there could have been you know barriers set up. I know uh, Black Lives Matter and Antifa said that they were gonna burn D.C. down. You know, uh, election night, no matter who won, blah blah blah. And uh, what they what they did was they put up a lot of barricades and barriers around the White House, like multi level barriers so if you know one was breached that there would be a second level barriers why didn't they put up like one barrier <laughs> you know but uh this this crowd was more massive uh than anything black lives matter had done uh anything more massive than anything antifa had done and they were more peaceful i mean looking at the numbers of people that were there, I am guesstimating close to 500,000. Flights were booked full. People that were flying there from Pittsburgh International said that their whole planes were nothing but Trump people. And that's flying from a Democrat area in eastern or western Pennsylvania. Now, of course, you know, from Pittsburgh you know, Pittsburgh's kind of a hub for a lot of people in this area of Ohio, uh, West Virginia, Pennsylvania. Uh, and then you really don't see many people from my neck of the woods 
uh, and this I live where Ohio, PA, and West Virginia all meet. You don't hear or see a lot of us flying out of uh, like Cleveland, though it would be the next major airport, maybe Akron, Canton. But anyways, flights to DC had been booked full for weeks uh, leading up to this. So uh, the days prior to this, you couldn't get a flight from a major city to Washington, DC. Today or today or yesterday. Uh, you, you get what I'm saying. Uh, Nancy Pelosi, lovely name-calling, said that these marauders, ooh, this evil gang of marauders, nice name-calling, Nancy. You know, that's what caused some of this. Some of us were just tired of being called names by our government officials. No matter what the name was, Sorry, too many thoughts going through my mind. Uh, these marauders were encouraged at the highest level of government, paraphrasing her. Uh, Dan Crenshaw, Navy SEAL, uh, talked about how upset he was with this. Uh, the guy lost an eye. He's a good guy. He's a good uh, congressman. Uh, you know, he said, I wore an American flag on my shoulder when I stormed the base of my enemy. People don't have the, basically saying also that people didn't have the right to storm the Capitol, waving the American flag because the Congress is not the enemy. Uh, Liz Cheney, Republican from Wyoming, blamed this on Trump and his, you know, four years of rhetoric, but She's an establishment Republican, a never-Trumper. Uh, she's going to vote against the objections uh, as they're uh, read. And, and I just don't respect her. Um, like I said, she's a, a military-industrial complex kind of woman. Uh, her dad was Dick Cheney, who's military-industrial complex. Uh, you know, She likes sending our troops to war to die. So that her family can make money. She's as bad as the Bidens. So, um, final thought, you know, is the media somewhat to blame at this? Uh, you know, Trump, Trump says uh, things that incite people. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I, I'm mad at him, too. Uh, I think he and some far right-wing radicals did as much instigating today as Antifa did. But the fact of the matter is, we've been called names for the 20-some years that I've been involved in politics and degraded, you know, whether, you know, they say we're flyover country, that nobody cares about us because we're poor working class people, we're not the elite from the coastal lush cities, whether we're teabaggers, whether we're radical right wing, whether we are the religious right, all of these things that we've been made fun of. Deplorables was the latest, one of the latest ones. Uh, you know, 
and they mean it derogatory. They they insult you. They use other insults in these, uh, along with these things. You know, uh, Obama said, you know, those people in Pennsylvania that cling to their guns and their Bibles are out of touch when he was out raising money in California. And idiots in Pennsylvania, oh, we're a Democrat. We have vote Democrat because we're from Pennsylvania. You know, <laughs> it's crazy when you're so Democrat, somebody can insult you and you still vote for them. So, uh, but yeah, you know, Trump has some blame to do with this. Um, but really, it was a very small number of radicals in the larger group. And the hundreds of thousands of people were very peaceful. And for the media to compare this to the War of 1812 or the uh, George Floyd riots, like they had anything to do with a drug addict who overdosed while he was in police custody, they were just looting just to loot. But anyhow, uh, Antifa, the media, those are the people that really fueled today's outburst in Washington, D.C. And it, the people that made it inside the Capitol were in, in the hundreds, not even in the thousands. So, as goes, quote the raven, nevermore. Thank you guys for listening. Remember to pray for each other. Um, we still live in America. We still live in the greatest country on earth. So, uh, God bless you one and all, even tiny Tim. Thank you and have a lovely night. I'm going to watch wrestling. Get, where's that here? Oh, went the wrong direction. There it is. Oh man, it's been on for an hour already. I thought it didn't start till nine. All right. Well, Hey, have a good night. God bless y'all. I will see you later on. Well, let's hope everything works right today. At least in accordance with the recording proceeds. Uh, I'm going to light my ceremonial stogie and kick the, kick the shiznit off with... Uh, A little derangement rant uh, from Nancy Pelosi. I don't know. I haven't listened to this, but I need to play something while I light my cigar. So, uh, according to Dinesh D'Souza, he's a pretty cool guy. Indian, dot, not feather. Uh, he uh, says uh, old Nance went on a rant yesterday. Let's see. Good afternoon. I don't know if the word good is a way to describe it, but because yesterday the President of the United States incited an armed insurrection against America. The gleeful desecration of the U.S. Capitol, which is the temple of America. He did not instigate or orchestrate what happened yesterday. These uh, handful of idiots, there were a minimum of 200,000 people. I haven't even listened to this video yet. 
and already she's got me going. There were a minimum of 200,000, I think closer to 500,000 people at this Save America march. Trump did not organize it. He participated in it. Obviously, somebody high up uh, in one of his organizations or supporters of his organized this. But there was not an armed insurrection. A weirdo dressed like a buffalo carrying a, a homemade spear or some sort of a spear with a Trump flag tied to it does not constitute an armed insurrection, Nancy. All right, let's go back to the damn video. Oh, my stall crazy. Alrighty. The liberals got me going. ...of our American democracy and the violence targeting Congress are horrors that will forever stain our nation's history. Instigated by the President of the United States. That's why it's such a stain. In calling for this seditious act, the President has committed an unspeakable assault on our nation and our people. I join the Senate Democratic leader in calling on the Vice President to remove this President by immediately invoking the 25th Amendment. If the Vice President and the Cabinet do not act, the Congress may be prepared to move forward with impeachment. That is the overwhelming sentiment of my caucus. And the American people, by the way. Justice will be done to those who carried out these acts, which were acts of sedition and acts of cowardice. To those whose purpose was to deter our responsibility, you have failed. You did not divert the Congress from our solemn constitutional purpose to validate the overwhelming election of Joe Biden and Kamala Harris as president and vice president of the United States. Despite the desecration of our capital, we upheld an, in front of the country and the world the bedrock principle that the people are sovereign and that they hold the power to choose their leaders through the ballot rejecting this attempted coup on the part of President Trump and his supporters. First of all, she said, first of all, she said supporter, left the S off, but uh, there was no attempted coup. Uh, you know, there was honestly nothing Mike Pence did wrong. Uh, I've covered it in prior uh videos and podcasts if you want to go back and look at things this uh this i uh, vote shit fire electoral count act of 1887 does not give the vice president authority to throw out electoral votes uh, if both chambers, you know, vote that, well, I'm not going to explain it again. You can go back and watch my other videos. The Constitution does not give the Vice President the authority to 
throw out these votes. Um, there is question to the constitutionality of the Electoral Count Act, but that is not what we're arguing. You know, Ray Charles can see and Stevie doesn't have to wonder if this election was rigged, if there were not improprieties, if votes were not uh, allowed to slip through the cracks that would have normally been disqualified, pardon me, by signature verification or something of that nature. Uh, it, it's, it's just the way it is. But there's no armed insurrection. In fact, the more I watch of the video, the police whoop these people's asses. And I, I see my some of my African-American friends going, white privilege, Adrian Carter. Uh, you know, Clay, my buddy Clay Miner. Why, where's the tear gas? And the, the, they did get tear gas. There's a hilarious pic, video, pardon me, of some idiot trying to ram a barricade with a Trump banner tied to it. And he's trying to push it through these doors. Well, the doors are meant to be pulled open. He could have walked up and pulled them open, probably. And instead, he's trying to bash the door in, going totally against everything. I mean, it, he's not going to bash this these doors in with this bit... This like bicycle rack barricade. And <laughs> this moron's trying like hell. And then from a hole in the glass on the door comes this huge plume of tear gas right in his face. Oh, it's hilarious. And it's just funny to watch cops wail on idiots, in my opinion. And there was some wailing done yesterday. I mean, they were wailing more than Jennings. All right, here we go. Nance, finish your stupidity. Accountability is also needed for Republicans in Congress who promoted the extreme conspiracy theories that provoked the violence, encouraged the mob, and who, after desecration of the Capitol, went back to the House floor and continued to push the falsehoods and underpinned this assault that underpinned this assault on our democracy. These Republicans abdicated their oath of office that was taken just three days prior to protect the American people and to support and defend the Constitution of the United States. The House worked through the evening and into the morning to nearly 4 a.m. to validate the electoral count, again, proclaiming Joe Biden and Kamala Harris as the duly elected president and vice president of the United States. I just want to say how proud I am of my members. Uh, for a while now, our four scholars, we call them the um, Jamie Raskin, Zoe Lofkin, the chair of the Committee of Jurisdiction, Adam Schiff, and Jonah Goose set forth a, a plan that was about the Constitution. It wasn't about Donald Trump and all the reasons he shouldn't be president. He was not part of this. It was about the Constitution and how we have to, we are a country of law. We are not a monarchy with a king, as Jamie said, has said over and over again. I want to also thank 
the members of the Arizona delegation, led by Raul Grijalva, and the Pennsylvania delegation, led by Mike Doyle, the two deans, uh, for the presentations that they made to refute the ridiculous statements being made by our colleagues. For what reason, I don't know, but it wasn't about reason. So I thank them for them. And through all of this this week, our swearing in on Sunday, passing our rule and preparing uh, for Wednesday as the week began, the election of two Democrats in Georgia because of the overwhelming participation of people at the grassroots level. So many people. I'm so proud of our house. All right. I can't take any more of that. She she's uh, as far gone as Biden and my due apologies to anyone. Uh, well, if you have Alzheimer's, you don't know this, but it, like Bill Cosby said, if, don't worry about going to see now. You won't know it. Uh, but my due apology to anyone who's helping uh, a relative family member or loved one with. Uh, who, who suffers from Alzheimer's or dementia or senility. Uh, but people of that mental state that can't put together complete thoughts and sentences shouldn't be president or speaker of the house third in line to be president. Anyhow. So the events of yesterday, uh, the stampeding of the House, uh, the, the Congress building, the Capitol building, totally inappropriate, not cool. Uh, now, the people who stood outside of the building, on the steps, and even the people who were climbing up the wall, the more I watch of the uh, footage the news coverage, if you call it what's on television news, uh, the more I realized they weren't that much, they weren't really doing a lot wrong. You know, we do have the right to stand on the steps of the Capitol building that Bill Ayers, Barack Obama's mentor, tried to blow up. Uh, we do have the right to stand on those steps. We have, There's a, you know, a walk a large walkway around the building. We have the the, the right to stand there. Uh, you know, and the the way that the the wall is built, if you if you're a, a redneck, you might be a redneck if, right? Uh, you could see that uh, it's quite easy to scale, and people were just trying to get up there because there were so many people on the steps and some. People that have probably never driven on pe uh, on paved roads, or you know, gone to the bathroom indoors. They usually have to go to an outhouse, right? Uh, they they didn't know any better, uh, so they climbed up the wall and they just stood there. Now, the jerks that stormed the building and went inside, anybody that confronted or got into a fight with law enforcement yesterday. You are not acting like a Trumpism. You are not acting like a conservative or a Republican or a Christian. 
you know, Jesus said, you know, give unto Caesar what is Caesar's, give unto God what is God, and then he gave, told his disciple to go find a fish and there will be a gold coin or a silver coin or whatever and go pay our go pay our taxes uh and this isn't a video about taxation i'm just saying the bible says follow the law of the land as well after you follow the law of god and the laws uh that were broken yesterday of americana were not uh, anything uh, that would violate scripture. I mean, the violence and that, yeah, it, it was a violation of the Bible law, you know, turn the other cheek and so on and so forth. But the laws the government was in, were enforcing did not violate anything, you know, moral or ethical. Uh, so the people acted a fool yesterday, in my opinion, were just fools. Um, quite a few uh, Democrat House members, our favorite, my favorite anyways, my favorite Democrat, uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, Sandy, AOC, whatever you want to call her, uh, she responded to Donald Trump calling her a whack job, saying it was better than being a criminal who betrays our own our country. Uh, Trump Thursday, Trump on Thursday shared a tweet from his son Don Jr., including a video of a woman at one of Ocasio Cortez's constituent meetings, declaring she should eat babies to combat climate change. Sharing the video incident, Trump wrote, AOC is a whack job. Um, Trump has been banned from Twitter and Facebook. Uh, now, they're two separate companies. So, I, I don't know how each ban is set up, but I know Twitter said that he had... Uh, so many hours to take down certain tweets, uh, and if he didn't take them down, then it would, his account would be locked for life. Uh, I honestly don't know, don't care. Uh, Trump can go on to, uh, it's rumble.com, and on to Parler, and some people say that, you know, really Twitter hadn't taken off. Until Trump got on there and started treating, tweeting, pardon me, uh, crazy stuff. And then once he became a presidential candidate, it, it, his popularity and uh, the Twitter popularity exploded uh, because of his tweets. And then, of course, as president. So, you know, he would do the same thing for uh, Rumble or Parler. Uh, if he joined those platforms to communicate with people. But anyways. Um, Pence, according to Business Insider, was livid. 
This is the headline. Pence was livid. Quote, after all the things I've done, end quote, for Trump, according to Oklahoma senator who spoke with the VP. So let's see what went down with this. Uh, Pence has the right to be mad at Trump. Uh, because, you know, Trump was saying, well, you know, Mike Pence can overturn this. You know, he can t cast away these votes. What? No, he can't. There was nothing in that law or the Constitution that gave him that power. Nothing. If anything, the opposite. I'm not going to get into it. Go back through my videos and, and watch. I I did a full uh, educational documentary, whatever, about this on rumble.com. Uh, Americana, the American way. By the way, I forgot to introduce all my social medias. My bad. So this is Americana, the American way. On Twitter, it's at the real underscore Big John. On Parlor, it's at the real Big John. Now, back to this. Pence became uncharacteristic, er, uncharacteristically angry on Wednesday during the siege of the Capitol, according to Senator Jim Inhofe, Inhofe of Oklahoma. I've known Pence forever, Inhofe told reporters on the Capitol Hill Wednesday. I've never seen Pence angry as he was today. Now, Pence has been getting stuff from Donald Trump the last few days, and he's allegedly been left out of a lot of the meetings in accordance with this uh, recount. Uh, Trump's been tweeting that, you know, Mike Pence needs to do the right thing. You know, he said it a few times during the speech at his rally, Mike Pence has to do, has to do the right thing. So, it, you know, Pence has the right to be angry. I hate to see the team fall apart like this, but you're seeing Donald Trump being Donald Trump. There, There's no, you know, if, ands, what's, or combobulated about it. You know, we knew this is what Donald Trump was like. I voted for him twice, knowing that this is how he is. He's going to fight Donnie Brook, Katie Bar the Door, to the death. And if he doesn't get his way, the man is not a loser. He refuses to lose, and he doesn't care who, what, or how he tramples along the way. Uh, with probably the exception of his family, his children, uh, he would probably trample poor Melania. But I'd pick her up and dust her off and care for her uh shit i'm broke as heck i he she wouldn't have anything to do but anyways uh so republican back to this newsweek article republican senator tom cotton went after fellow gop colleagues who objected to certifying the president's election results for misleading voters ahead of the violent chaos that unfolded in the U.S. Capitol yesterday. Uh, yeah, I won't argue with that. There was violence and chaos. Uh, 
It was it was terrible, uncalled for. Speaking to Fox News Thursday, Cotton noted some Republican lawmakers gave false hope by allowing their supporters to believe the election outcome could be changed. They this is correct. Tom Cotton's right here. Tom Cotton is well, he'll never get it now, at least not in the next four years. He's a good candidate for a constitutional Supreme Court justice. Uh, this last go-round, it was between he and Amy Coney Barrett um, that, uh, you know, would be the nominee. Uh, and, you know, the, Trump went with Barrett. Uh, but Cotton's right here. A lot of people got their hopes up. Now, had the Supreme Court taken up the Texas and 17 other states versus Pennsylvania case, as well as uh, throw Georgia in there, that this would have been a different election. Because, again, constitutionally, the state legislatures have the power to overturn these election, or not overturn, set the rules for the election. The rules in Pennsylvania were changed by a court and by the executive branch, not the state legislature. So that was unconstitutional. Whoever, however, whenever, whatever, you do have this uh, idea at... Uh, one state can't tell another state how to run its election. That was the Supreme Court's excuse. People thought yesterday that somehow enough Republicans would be able to uh, object to these electoral votes and change them or throw it to the Supreme Court or back to the state legislatures. There's nothing in any law that states that. Okay, we were given false hope, I will admit to it. I researched the, and read the law of uh, the Electoral Count Act. I looked at the Constitution and the 12th Amendment. Nothing in there gave Mike Pence any power to throw out those votes. Nothing at all. Nothing at all. Okay? So yes, our Republican leadership, uh, our hero, Donald Trump, gave us false hope about yesterday. Uh, Senator Cotton is correct in this. And honestly, I hope, uh, I hope to see Mike Pence run in 2024 for president. Uh, He'll destroy Kamala Harris in debates. Uh, and he, you know, he's the most conservative. He was a golden boy. He should have got the Republican bid when John McCain did. But John McCain was next in line. And he was the establishment's boy. Uh, so. Anyhow. As I make some notes here.
these uh, people, pardon the, the dead air while I was writing some things down, uh, gave us false hope. You know, Ted Cruz, all of them. I wouldn't say they're to blame for what went on at the Capitol yesterday. Uh, that's all on the people who were there. You know, nobody at all told them, agged them on to, you know, run into the Capitol building and destroy things. Not at all. Not at all. Uh, in fact, the opposite. They were told by Trump, by everybody, to be peaceful and some rogue elements, perhaps uh, infiltrated by Antifa, chose to act a fool. Period. Point blank. I thought that's what went down. That's what went down in D.C. town, y'all. Moving right along. What else is happening? What's happening now? I like that TV show. Nancy Pelosi calls for Trump to be removed from office. Are talking impeachment again? He's got two weeks left. There's nothing he can do. Uh, the cabinet and Mike Pence are possibly talking about invoking the 25th Amendment. I'll do a, a, a video later uh, detailing the, the ins and outs and the sideways of the 25th Amendment. Uh, Communist News Network, CNN. These are the members calling for impeachment or the 25th Amendment to be invoked. Uh, this 25th Amendment gives the Vice President and Cabinet powers to remove a president if he is deemed uh, mentally unstable or such. Uh, let's see here. Dozens of lawmakers are calling for President Donald Trump to be removed. Uh, Nancy, as you heard at the beginning of this, was threatening impeachment. I don't think they can get impeachment done in a matter of hours or days. So, uh, you know, he, he could ride out his next two weeks. He needs to pardon Julia Assange and... Um, Eric Snowden before he goes in, before Trump get, goes, goes, before January 20th at noon. <laughs> Trump needs to make two more pardons, Assange and Snowden. But other than that, he's, he's done. He's dead in the water, lame duck, beyond lame duck. Uh, and, and I've supported the man up until 4 o'clock in this morning, 12 hours ago. I I would have bled for the guy, but it's it's just done. Uh, back to the C, the CNN article that I was reading from, dozens of lawmakers calling for Trump to be removed from office, either through impeachment or the Twenty Fifth Amendment of the Constitution, after his violent supporters breached the Capitol on Wednesday. I don't know. Yeah, these people were there to support the Constitution. They were there to support the United States. And thirdly, they were there to support Trump. Uh, but the people that breached the doors were, were just stupid. And that's why I didn't go. Because I'll be frank with you. I sometimes get caught up in excitement and moments. 
And I, I mean, I might have been the person in there getting shot, you know. Um, so good judgment prevailed on my part, and I just stayed away. If anything, once the you know the derelicts in uh, the Republican Party or the Trump side or whatever you want to call it. When they started fighting with police, I probably would have started yelling and fighting with my own people. Because you don't yell and argue with cops. You're not going to win. Anyways, here's a look at the members who have come up uh, supporting impeaching the president. House Republican Adam uh, Kissinger of Illinois. Democrats. Of course, there's a lot of Democrats. David Ciciline, uh, Rhode Island. Ted Louie. Jerry Nadler. Shella Jackson Lee. Steve Cohen. Hank Johnson. Old Hank from Georgia. Ted uh, Deutsch. Lucy McBath. Pramila Jayapal. Not PayPal, JFL of Washington. Jamie Raskins. Let me just look through notable names because there's a ton. Uh, Ilhan Omar, no surprise there. Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, my future ex wife. <laughs> uh, Rashida Tlaib. Uh, and of course, House Speaker Pelosi. No Senate Republicans. Six Senate Democrats, Schumer, duh. Uh, Pat Murray of Washington. Maisie Hirono of Hawaii. Jeff Malarkey. Oh, Sherrod Brown of Ohio. Shared with his raspy voice. And Ron Wyden of Chicago, or of Illinois, or not even close. Ron Wyden of Oregon. Uh, Sherrod, I hope to kick your ass in an election in a couple years. Yellow shit for brains with permed curly hair. How long do those rollers take you to put in your hair, Sherrod? Seriously. How long does it take you to curl that mane of yours? Or is it mange? You look a little mangy sometimes, Sherrod. Have you taken your flea powder, your flea bath, your flea dip? Does, does, your, does your keeper use good flea shampoo? I don't know. Well, um, uh, sadly, um, a young lady lost her life the other day. Uh, she seemed very nice. I saw her... Um, last series of tweets to her husband oh so tragic he was telling her you know be safe and she was saying don't worry you know I've got guardian angels with me or no no she said I'll watch my six that's what she said because she she was a military veteran so watch my six in their language means watch my back um and unfortunately the, she was shot capital The Capitol Police were shooting at someone else who the officer thought was uh, a danger to him. And she was just kind of a standerby. I don't see any videos. And I'm sure the liberal media would have 
come up with them if there were. Uh, pardon me. There's no video of her doing anything illegal or bad. Uh, she um, just, the cop missed who he was shooting at and shot her, sadly. Um, so, uh, she tragically died. Four people died yesterday. Uh, the other three died of natural causes, however. Um, which is a, a lot strange. But there was such a massive group. And, yeah, I, I'm sure some of these people were older. Some were probably not in good health and not doing ageism here. Gosh, everything's a freaking ism. Uh, but, yeah, a friend of mine pointed out to me today that three people died of natural causes. Uh, you know, and some Trump people, Americans in general, are not the healthiest society. A friend, a friend and I have talked about this uh, the other day. You know, Japan just about has uh, COVID beat. But they're a smaller population, easier to control the spread. Even though they are condensed in some areas, uh, like Tokyo and other population centers. Um, but Japan and some of these places around the world that have COVID under control are just more health conscious. Uh, Americans, back to my point, are not real healthy people. So four people died. This one poor young lady, Ashley Babbitt, was shot by Capitol Police. And the Capitol Police rushed to her aid and tried to save her life. But her wounds were, were mortal. Uh, so rest in peace, Ashley Babbitt. Um... And then the other three strangely died of natural causes. Bad health decisions, probably. But, um, let's read this real quick. Daily News, uh, New York Daily News. Ashley Babbitt, military veteran. Killed inside U.S. Capitol, followed, followed her belief in President Trump to her death. Yeah, that's a little ignorant, you know. It, she didn't die because she believed in Trump. She went into the building, and it seemed like there were people that were gawkers or onlookers that maybe thought that's what they were supposed to do, was walk into the Capitol. Uh, because, truthfully, anyone can walk into the Capitol and there was nothing telling people to stop yesterday. And you saw a lot of people uh, after they were told to leave just filing out. But she went in with the crowd, was in the wrong place at the wrong time. Real sad, you know, seemed like a nice person. 14 year Air Force veteran. Um, so see what my other future ex-wife Tiffany Trump did wrong yesterday. Yeah, a lot of future ex-wives. Heck, I haven't even had the first wife yet. Um, 
Tiffany Trump dragged for posting happy birthday message to her brother during Capitol riot. While droves of President Trump's supporters, there was a couple hundred that made it all the way in and caused a ruckus and got beat down and tear gassed by the popo. Anyways, supporters dangerously stormed the Capitol January 6th. Tiffany Trump was posting cheerful birthday messages to her brother Eric. And no, she didn't post these messages before the riot. Her birthday tweet was sent at 5.48 p.m. Oh my gosh. Horrible. I'm glad this made the news. Well, it's in glamour news, so I guess it's not real news by any stretch. But hours after Trump supporters invaded the Capitol violently, protest to violently protest the 2020 election results. Happy birthday at Eric Trump. I love you. And I'm grateful always to have you by my side. Heart emoji. Oh my goodness. Horrible. How dare she. Well, Tiff, now you're going to have to wait in line behind AOC before you you can not marry and divorce me. Uh... I hope you people get my sarcasm. Uh, She posted to Instagram as well as Twitter. Uh Uh-oh, that creepy looking guy that runs Twitter better lock her account. Oh man, this is the most evil, maniacal thing. I'm sure she was well aware of the riots and the carnage and the chaos. And she did this as a cover. Okay, people, get over it. She sent her brother a birthday tweet at the <laughs> at a weird time of day. She just... Okay. So all the chaos yesterday, I, I don't blame Trump totally. I put maybe 50% of the blame on him at most. Uh, the liberal media has been poking this bear for a long time with uh, conservatives, you know, celebs... Uh, idiots, Jimmy Kimmel, the racist Jimmy Kimmel, um, all these folks, uh, have been poking at Republicans, conservatives, Christians for years and years. And, uh, yeah, a cup, let's just say a thousand out of, uh, 200,000 minimal supporters of Trump made it into the Capitol building and wreaked havoc and acted like jerks. None of them were armed. They broke things they should not have. Uh, If Antifa wasn't involved, they were sure as heck acting and dressing like Antifa. Because Antifa's known for... I mean, they have a uniform, people. I got criticized for saying, well, they don't look like Trump supporters... Uh, a friend of mine said, well, what do Trump supporters look like? And I'm like, honey, they're wearing the Antifa uniform, the black mask or bandana across the face, the head-to-toe dressed in black. Uh, and, and Antifa openly encourages its people to dress this way. It's intimidating. Um, but anyhow, uh, you know, some idiots, some Trump supporters, some run-of-the-mill morons, 
and then some gawkers, some people that were just there because they got caught up in the moment, went into the Capitol building. The real bad guys are, bad guys and bad women are the people that smashed and broke things and uh, broke out windows and such. And an FBI agent was on Fox News saying, the FBI has treasure troves of information they'll use to track down and prosecute these people, as well they should. We've already had uh, many, many arrests, 50 or 60. Some people say, well, that's not enough. If this was Black Lives Matter, they would have arrested and every Man, the cops wailed on these cats. I never saw a cop beating anybody except the Miami PD who kicked some butt during a protest down there. But a lot of times the cops were told and did retreat. And Black Lives Matter and Antifa could burn cities for days. Happened years ago in Baltimore when Obama was president. And Ferguson. But in Baltimore... The mayor came right out and said, well, we're going to give them uh, sections of the city where they can just run amok and destroy things, and then we're going to protect other sections. You're supposed to protect your whole city, but that, that's another point. Uh, but the Capitol Police, the DCPD, uh, at last count, there were about 6,000 uh, forces in there between... Maryland State Troopers, local police, meaning Capitol PD in Washington, thousands of National Guardsmen were coming to D.C. to settle everyone down. Uh, and, and like I said, the real idiots are going to get their comeuppance. So, that's how it ends, man. Joe Biden is my president. Uh, he will be until he resigns and puts Kamala Harris in charge. Uh, I hope in 2024, the party realigns, stays more conservative, more constitutional, and rallies behind Mike Pence, man. He's, he's the bomb. He's the bomb. Uh, he's the man. He is the man. Um, and he will out-debate out anybody. I mean, when I saw him debate Kamala Harris, I texted a friend of mine and said, Mike Pence just saved this campaign. And my buddy said, well, I don't know about that. But he was, he, he clobbered her, even with a dead fly on his head. Why are dead flies attracted to Mike Pence's head? What's he got up there? Shit or honey or what? Uh, anyhow, uh, so, but Pence... Pence is good. Uh, I don't see a lot of rising stars in the GOP. Uh, I believe Ted Cruz is great. He's a great leader. Could be a great president. Uh, Marco Rubio, ditto. He's more seasoned now. Um, Jim Jordan, congressman from OHIO, would be a good one. Uh, so, you know, the Republican Party has a lot of good people going for it. Uh, I, you know, Kamala Harris got the least amount of votes in the Democrat primary. So she's going to be extremely vulnerable in four years. Um, 
but we've seen that the Democrats can also stack and rig elections. Uh, so states are going to have to buckle it down between now and uh, the next election cycle. Uh, and a friend of mine pointed out that, you know, the rebuild of the Republican Party needs to happen starting this year with city council races, uh, school board elections, local ground elections, where you where you put your future stars uh, in their first entry level elected office and build from there. So with that, God bless you guys. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Pray for each other. Pray for Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. You know, we're Christians. We love Jesus. Jesus loved everybody. So pray for them, even if you consider them the enemy. And uh, hey, man, God bless y'all. Thanks for tuning in. I'll see you around like a donut, man. Stogie time. I don't know. I got to relight it. Let me relight my stogie.